ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌಮುನಕ್ತು ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ that we start with this prayer itself is is a, a is a clue to this topic today and what is the topic want to ask the doubting one what happens to them yeah inashyati yeah the, you know nash dhatu is a very powerful dhatu yeah nash means to dis- destroy vinashyati when you add v to nash you know v plus nash means definitely especially so so the you know what perishes we have to see we are not talking of the person perishing so the doubting one what is that one so the one is is a upalakshana or a indicator for the place where the doubt resides where does the doubt reside in the toes in the nose huh eh in the mind huh in the mind means what antakaranam huh in the antakarana the doubt <coughs> resides i a om so in the uh, so the doubt in so the doubting one perishes means the doubt you know where the doubt resides that mind perishes perishes means you know not that they have dementia and they can't recall anything you know in fact that would be a blessing really you know but perishes means is no longer available for the purpose for which it was made what was the mind there what is the antakarna there for everybody thought we'll just come nicely and sit and listen to the talk no to make do some work show show me some signs of life huh to make itself available ah that is the purpose of the mind especially human mind as we have seen so so many times in viveka chudamani now we are having viveka chudamani 2.0 and uh, you know round 2 right so where you know it says durlabham you know very difficult it is what trayam eva etat trayam etat durlabham three things are durlabha durlabha means difficult to gain dukhena labhyam durlabham difficult to gain so what is difficult to gain you know human body. human body you know manushyatvam you know three things are difficult to gain you know we always talk of m and m that's only two m's here we have three m <laughs> m and m and m yeah a new kind of chocolate <laughs> and uh, so three things are difficult to gain one is the human birth because the human birth is meant for seeking this freedom and the seeking of the freedom as we'll see later on is because of the commitment to knowledge and the knowledge is what frees ignorance binds knowledge frees and frees from what you know frees from the freeze of samsara yeah 
Samsara is a total freeze. Everybody is in a statue position. You know? Can't move. <laughs> oh my God, if I do this, something bad will happen. If I look here, something suddenly horrible will happen. So I have to just be, you know, you know that game children play? Statue. Yeah. So permanent statue. And one thinks that by becoming a permanent statue, you can escape karma. No. Yeah. Karma prahara. Prahara means the beatings of karma don't stop. Whether you are statued in or statued out. Oh. So, this whole thing is very uh, important to know. Is that the human birth with the particular gift of this mind, which is, which is analytical, which is able to make inferences in, at a very highly evolved state and even cows and dogs and cats make inferences if you tell the dog sit it will expect a treat inference because ah, that's how it was trained it will first look at your hand and if the hand is empty it will not sit it's clever but if the hand is you know something is there even though it may not be able to see it or quite yet smell it it thinks okay closed fist means Something kuch hai udhar, something is there. And so then it will sit, you know. Cow also makes inference. And, uh, you know, uh, what kind of an inference the cow makes? If you go with a big stick running into the cow shed, it will all, you know, go in the back. But if you go with a, if you are a trinapanihi, trinapani means a hand, if you are, you are with the hand that feeds, you know, a feeding hand. So you go with a bowl of feed or with some grass in your hand and uh, what happens? Then the cow will come closer to you. So they also make inferences but the human inference is, is much more evolved because the cows, dogs, cats don't have the ability to make the inference what is good for them ultimately and to seek this knowledge. They are not free enough and they don't even need this knowledge because they are not free enough to judge themselves or others. So here the human mind is both a blessing and not a blessing simultaneously if we don't know how to use it. And we saw that in the opening verse of the Amrita Bindu Upanishad. You know, Manaha Eva Manushyanam Karanam so it is a karanam, it is a cause for bandha. Bandha means what? Bondage. Same root, you know, English and Sanskrit. Bandha, bondage and moksha, freedom. The same mind can ensnare you and the same mind can be used for what? Freedom. And so therefore the first M Manushyatvam, to be born endowed with a mind that is capable of knowing something is wrong in the large scheme of things that I have been frozen in time, so to speak. And uh, you know, who said samsara is not infinite? It appears infinite. <laughs> yeah. And for the one without this knowledge, it is indeed the only infinity that one will ever know. You know, infinite birth, infinite deaths, infinite samsara, you know. But that's the, not the kind of inf infinity we are in pursuit of. In fact, we want to shake off that infinity because we have a different idea of infinity. Even the one who has not even, you know, attended V for Vedanta class, they know that there is something there that I am 
you know i am deserving of something there that i cannot reach to ask a lay person they may say it's happiness they may say it's forever they may say i want some you know peace of mind they may say i want freedom from something or the other they all know everybody knows if you have a human mind you know that something is not right even the one who's never attended you know m for moksha b for vedanta you know a b c of vedanta a for atma b for bandha you know or b for brahman you know why be negative all the time c for c for chit d for dharma you know like this you can uh, you know keep going and uh, so even the person who is not schooled in all this knows that something is missing and to make up for that lack you know the activity spreads far and wide so that that missing thing in uh, you know that desire to gain that missing thing is the second m of this three m's mamukshutvam you know mamukshu is not a special kind of a shoe that you can buy yeah mamukshu is the one who is describes the person who is desirous of freedom the one who is endowed with a desire of freedom is a mumukshu so when you say mumuksha it's the desire for freedom mumukshu the one who is endowed with a desire of free, for freedom so this you know mumukshutvam when you add the tvam there that means it makes it into an abstract noun mumukshu hood mumukshu ness mumuksha ness mumuksha hood and you know and so the the status of being someone who is desiring freedom you know that's not a big deal like i said it's universal but to know that is the second m so that is durlabha instead of keeping on going you know the same way and 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 meeting dead end upon dead end that leaves this jaded faded jiva you know at the crossroads of many dead ends and uh, <clears throat> so it's a deadened jiva you know dead ended jiva deadened jiva deadened to the possibility of moksha deadened to the possibility that there might be this freedom so we are not talking of that kind of a person who is apathetic and who is who has given up and who keeps on going through the motions and somehow thinking that okay somehow i have to get through this life no we are talking of someone who says and who is aware immediately that after after a few lifetimes immediately means we are very generous after a few <laughs> lifetimes after a few lifetimes is aware of that what that something is wrong in this scheme of things and i have to do something different because what i am doing seems to exacerbate this problem of feeling bound and infinitely producing and reproducing the finite Ah, that is the problem. I'm infinitely reproducing the finite, and numerous finites don't the infinite make. Okay, yeah. So, so many finites don't make it infinite. Finite plus finite, doubly finite. Finite plus finite plus finite, triply finite. You get the idea. So, so therefore, that person who knows that is a mumukshu, really, and that is very difficult to gain. because we saw that in the 7th uh, chapter of the bhagavad gita also also the statistics are very very uh, what's that uh, uh, jaw dropping and uh, <laughs> manushyanam sahasreshu 
among thousands of people kashchid yatati siddhaye one you know looks for this absolute siddhi absolute siddhi means freedom from all you know uh, siddhi means success not the relative success the ultimate success of knowing that i don't need to be successful that's the success very few one person out of a thousand you know one in thousand seeks this freedom and then out of the seekers of freedom one alone knows me bhagavan says as the truth of themselves you know yatatam api siddhanam so let's put a thousand seekers who are seeking in the right way one knows me very you know grim statistics and so therefore it is durlabha you know and what is the third m you know and knowing that i can't do this on my own i need help you know and that help is put in sanskrit very eloquently mahapurusha samshraya samshraya means taking refuge in mahapurusha who is a mahapurusha someone who's been there and done that for several lifetimes we don't know doesn't matter but now they are in a position to guide others you know so so the mahapurusha is not the one who has been you know who has dropped from the sky you know and uh, a self proclaimed leader of sorts i'm going to be there and i'm going to you know take you forward and i'm going to do this and uh, follow me you know that not that kind of a mahapurusha and then if you ask that kind of a mahapurusha how did you gain this knowledge oh it all just came you know apne aap means by itself it came so these apne aap people you know pujya swami ji would always say to them keep the knowledge with yourself and enjoy it don't give it to me you know because this is not you know what we want we don't want this apne aap diy vedanta doesn't exist we don't want that so so the vedanta is best enjoyed you know vintage yes you know it's vintage vedanta in the sense that it's ancient and it's been given you know from from him to her to him to her to him to her to him to her and so the parampara is there you know the student learns and learns and learns and learns you know until they are able to communicate and until they are able to take this forward and then teach and then that student learns and learns and learns you know and i'm keeping on saying learns and learns because we know that it takes a long time you know it, it it takes a certain amount of committed exposure not a long time but a certain amount of committed exposure committed in underlined and bold but not strike through and uh, you know <laughs> committed exposure it needs uh, in order to to overcome the topic of uh, sunday habitual <laughs> patterns ah so that that committed exposure the one who has had and is able to have gain some mastery over the habitual patterns is the one who is qualified to teach and so that person is called mahapurusha the one who has you know remained like a gulab jamun in the vat of sugar <laughs> syrup yeah and the gulab jamun comes out from the hot fire of samsara fried you know fried literally and figuratively then what happens then the, you know you try to bite into that horrible you know it's not a, it's not a sweet dish to talk of not at all 
so we want and then so that's why from the hot you know fires of samsara from the hot oil of samsara it is conveyed because of purva punya into a saffrony cardamomy sugar syrup of knowledge yeah. yeah that is the vidya that is the guru that is the shraddha which we are going to talk about and it has to sit there and in the beginning the oil will not let it absorb anything so that's why you can't dunk it in for 5 minutes and then you know uh, eat it it has to sit there sometimes overnight sometimes you know it has to sit there for some uh, uh, you know that's what we mean by committed soaking until uh, you can't distinguish it between the 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 gulab jamun and the sugar syrup outside equally both are sweet ah. that is what is called paripakvata being ripe in this knowledge and it cannot happen without the mahapurusha's help so these three things are very crucial to the seeker of knowledge and so that's why the human mind is is used you know to gain these th- you know three m's of course manushyatvam we don't have a say over you know only in this life we can perhaps pack for the next life you know and uh, because in this life if you have tivra ichha a strong desire for vedanta the next life will definitely be a human life so that you can do but <clears throat> the other two are in our hands the uh, mumukshutvam deciding that something discriminating and deciding that something is terribly wrong and then uh, mahapurusha samshraya doing something about it samshraya that's why it's not just ashraya it is samshraya samshraya means a committed uh, time with the knowledge with the teachings with the teacher and that you know it's not some something that can just happen you know you cannot be what is called in sanskrit akadachit kah kadachit kah means kabhi kabhi you know a drop in vedantin you know it sounds nice it rhymes you know <laughs> drop in vedantin it's okay you know it's fine but the drop in vedantin has to uh, drop the you know the whole um, concept of dalliance and that is the topic for today so the dalliance sounds wonderful you know it uh, it sounds nice to be able to drop in once in a while and then go away before things get difficult and things don't really get difficult actually we make it difficult as these verses that we talk that we are going to address and uh, we make it difficult for ourselves because we uh, you know we have to grow in what is called commitment tatparata so that is the topic for today it's uh, it's the it's so many topics after this introduction so the topics for today is is this this commitment this readiness to put ourselves into the sugar syrup and stay there not jump out not be a rebellious jamun and jump out <laughs> can't you know it's too sweet you know and uh, so how to stay there and what to do and what happens when we don't stay there is beautifully and very eloquently 
described by Bhagavan in the last, towards the end of the fourth chapter. So first, you know, we have, we have a typical way in the Shastra of giving uh, two scenarios. You know, I think the expression on the one hand and on the other hand came from the Upanishad itself. And we have just used, we are using that. So these two scenarios are given and the choice is yours. One is the, <laughs> what kind of a choice really? <laughs> it's a choiceless choice because if you hear the two scenarios, you don't want the other one. Nobody in their right mind wants the other one. So what are the scenarios that are given? So the first one is very nice, nice scenario. It's the, it's the positive. First the positive one is given and, and it's, and the verse goes like this. Shraddhavan labhate what? Jnanam. Everybody should know this, this expression. Shraddhavan means the one endowed with Shraddha labhate gains what? Jnanam. Jnanam means what? Abba. <laughs> these are, you know, these are the nice moments in the life of the Vedanta teacher. Jnanam means knowledge. Wonderful. What kind of knowledge? Uh, Atma Jnanam always means Atma Jnanam. Because any other kind of Jnanam will only take you this far. And it is the infinite pursuit. It comes under the category of the infinite pursuit of the finite. So, which means samsara. So, so Shraddhavan Labhate Jnanam. You know, Jnanam means self-knowledge is gained by the one who has Shraddha. You know, so this, uh, this is a very oft quoted and a very famous and a very important verse in the Bhagavad Gita, which has, you know, uh, which has made life easy for a number of mumukshus and jignasus. Jignasu means the pursuers of knowledge. And uh, how has it made life easy for us? Because all we need is Shraddha. <laughs> yeah, Sanskrit, don't say forget it. But, uh, you know, it can, it can come later. And uh, what about Titiksha? What is Titiksha? Okay. Yeah, not going like this. <laughs> when, 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 when. <laughs> yeah. Titiksha is developing the skin of the armadillo. Armadillo, you know? What is armadillo? It is a very, I have, I have seen one up close. They used to visit the Georgia ashram. Did they come when you were there? No? You have not seen? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, you also haven't seen. Yeah. So, uh, in the Georgia ashram, they used to come visit. And uh, just bands of shields, 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 you know. And then, and they need those bands because they can't see very well. So you can go up close before it gets scared and run away. Because it won't get scared, it cannot see you. Yeah. And so they need that protection. And so Shraddha is that protection because uh, Shraddha means, you know, it's not a belief per se, but it's, it's uh, more a trust to, to say, I'm willing to try this trust to have an open mind, a trust to be ready to be led, a trust to say, all right, you know, I'm going forward with this. And, you know, trust pending the understanding that there is something to understand. And if this person 
you know, namely the Mahapurusha, the teacher, the guide, the guru has understood this, I can also understand this. So that is what is called Shraddha. Shraddhavan, the one that is endowed with this Shraddha, you know, gains this knowledge. Labhate Jnanam. So this is a very big thing. So then what about other uh, Viveka, Vairagya, what else is there, you know? Come on, rattle off the rest of it. You know, Viveka, discrimination, Vairagya, uh, letting go of all the ends that, that are dead ends. And then, and then the six pack, which is, you know, a resolved mind called, what? Shama. And the ability to have a say over the organs of actions called? Now, why should you only translate and I give the Sanskrit? I don't give the Sanskrit. Yeah, called Dhamma. And then the ability to stay with it. Titiksha. And the ability to let go. Uparati. And then the ability to trust. Shraddha. Shraddha is part of this six pack, see? And the focus. Not looking here, there. Samadhanam. And then finally, Mumukshutvam. Correct? Yeah. And so, these are all the qualifications for uh, the one who is seeking the self-knowledge. Out of this, Shraddha has a special place right on top of this tier. Because Shraddha is like a master key. When you gain that, everything else comes of its own accord. This is what the promise of the Shastra the Upanishad is, you know. Uh, Upanishad also says this, Shraddhaya Ashraddham Stara Cross the doubt through Shraddha. So, but this is crazy. How to cross the doubt with the trust? <laughs> Already I'm having doubt. What is doubt? Absence of trust. So, how to cross the doubt with trust? With the bridge of trust? How, how do I, when I cannot muster trust, how can I cross the doubt? I am a doubter. I am a very proud doubter, one can say. And I have not a width, not a width of Shraddha. So how can I manufacture Shraddha and then cross the doubt? How is that even possible? That is possible because your nature is Shraddha. Everybody's middle name is Shraddha. Yeah. No, if it isn't, it has to be. Yeah. Everybody's middle name is Shraddha. And you don't have to go very far except to look at one's own childhood. Anybody that picks up the baby will go. That is Shraddha. It trusts, okay. And, you know, and then, you know, you can pick it up, you can take it from place to place, whatever, it will go. It will go with the caregivers. No matter how dysfunctional they are, it will still have Shraddha. Ah. And that Shraddha has to be cultivated again, not cultivated, cultivated as though, as though cultivated because it is there somewhere. It's not that the Shraddha has to be cultivated, Shraddha is there, it has to be recalled. It has to be recalled. And you know, it has to be recalled. It's like that fellow who ate a lot of uh, spicy things, you know, which he shouldn't have eaten. Hot, hot pakodas with hot, hot uh, uh, dipping sauces and all kinds of, you know, chilli, chilli, chilli things. And then he had a pot of ice cream, you know, to wash it down. <laughs> Correct? 
and then of course he had burning sensation in the chest not naturally you know because all those spicy things and then he kept saying come on where are you ice cream come on ice cream please come and cool off this because i hate you too why is only the hot hot things talking so this this cultivation of shraddha is like that the ice cream was eaten first <laughs> it's sitting somewhere and that shraddha was lost why was it lost because of dysfunctional caregivers because this is part of the grow, growth of the human being is to be disappointed if you are not disappointed you are not a human being <laughs> yeah disappointed dejected that is how one has to grow up otherwise you, you know you can't just grow up all you know starry eyed bushy tailed you know jumping around like a, like a permanent easter bunny you can't do you can't do that it's not it's not realistic what is realistic you know on the empirical level of the reality is that you know there is a there is a uh, what's it called a connection here between that between the growth of the person the growth of the antakarana the mind and the and the loss of shraddha you don't become a human being without losing shraddha in the beginning one everyone has shraddha everyone is like that baby very trusting oh you want to beat me up sure you want to beat me up again sure after a while wait a minute what's happening i'm not i'm not here to be beaten up you know i'm going to withdraw that's a defense mechanism i'm going to you know go to my happy place another defense mechanism meaning nothing is happening i am in my own la la land and that's another coping mechanism sometimes the coping mechanism is just a moping mechanism you just sit and mop you know and sometimes it is you know all of the above and sometimes it is new new ways of you know losing shraddha and the manifestation of that in the person's life so by the time one is an adult you don't trust anybody <laughs> yeah that's why you look at the youngsters now i mean i see so many youngsters they're refusing to get married marriage means shraddha oh commitment they don't want that they don't want that at all nobody wants to get married oh no i'm fine as i am you know we'll date fine we'll live together but what is this marriage we don't want that they don't want that commitment it's very frightening because and and it there is a direct relationship between the whole life's trajectory and so now we understand the meaning of the word shraddhavan labhate gnana so this shraddha has to be recalled because before all those spicy experiences it was there you know just like that fellow says come on ice cream you know where are you take care of this acidity so similarly this acid experiences of just growing up and being constantly disappointed by life by karma by bhagavan even you know you ask for something and the neighbor gets it and the neighbor says oh i don't know why i got it i didn't even want it and that you know puts the salt in the wound <laughs> even though they don't want it they get it and this seems to be the kind of you know the niyati if there is an order we keep talking of bhagavan's order if there is an order in the life it is this that whatever i don't want i get 
you know, and whatever I want, the neighbor gets. This is the law. This is the order. Murphy's law reigns. You know, what is Murphy's law? If anything can go wrong in my life, I have added that. You know, it certainly will. Murphy, and uh, and so therefore, you know, we have to see this that that this shraddha, you know, is a the child already had it. One is born with complete trust. That is a natural state of being, and to lose that trust, you know, all it takes is for the young mother to drop the baby. You know, it happens here. Yeah. This baby weighs 13 pounds at birth, and you know, why won't she drop it? She'll drop it. And that it landed on its head rather than, <laughs> you know, it's its own karma. You know, and so it happens. It really, really happens. And you know, in, uh, in uh, Florida, we have that Dr. Soman. Dr. Soman, and uh, whenever you know he sees people, he's, he's an expert in seeing the pulse of a person and knowing whether you have been dropped at, in childhood or not. Whether you have been dropped in childhood or not, he can tell from the pulse. And he has surprised so many people because, oh, did your mother drop you in childhood? And the person will say no. And then afterwards, yeah, that makes sense. Some One of them did drop me. Either mother, father, somebody definitely must have dropped me. And then, you know, then in one case, they, they went and asked their mother and the mother said, yes, I didn't tell you, but yeah, this happened. Drop you down, dropped you down a flight of stairs. And, you know, you were only nine months old. So you see. So that is like a that is the enough for the shraddha to go forever, even though the child may be smiling because of course it needs to it's dependent upon the parents to give it something and so it may be smiling, but inside it has developed a wall. Ah. And then you know, then the child goes to school, more shraddha because more shraddha gets dropped because all the friends it trusts, you know, will will abandon it. And everything that it, all the teachers that it trusts will have no time for it. And like this, the Shraddha is dropped, dropped, dropped. And even before school, let's not forget, there are siblings, you know, <laughs> who pull the hair and who snatch the toys. Shraddha drops, 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 drops. And then you go to middle school, Shraddha drops. You go to college, high school, Shraddha definitely drops even more if it was, if anything was remaining at this time. <laughs> and then you go to what? College, if you go to college, Shraddha drops even further. And then all you need to do, if there is a la, you know, last remnant of Shraddha to drop, you have to get married. Then it will definitely <laughs> drop. <laughs> you know, the scales will fall from the eyes. What, what did I think you were? And what did you turn out to be? You know, Shraddha drops, 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 drops. And then, you know, if there is anything left, then when the children come, the Shraddha drops even more. You came out of me, how could you be like this? How could we have given birth to something like this? You know, uh, this Shraddha drops further, further, further. And if you have a job, Shraddha drops. If you don't have a job, then the Shraddha drops even more. And then, you know, all these things. You know, if you have a social life, Shraddha drops. If you don't have a social life, Shraddha drops. You know. The droppage of Shraddha, you don't need to write a PhD thesis on it. It's a universal experience and, you know, Shraddha here means trust. So now that trust has to be rebuilt, uh, reboot. Uh, reboot this Shraddha 
by how how do we rebuild the shraddha we rebuild the shraddha by focusing on that which is which is uh, worthy of that trust because all the things that we banked on gave way correct everything we thought was a bridge everything we thought we could rely on gave way starting with the parent you know who perhaps was the inspiration behind the expression things that go bump in the night thing meaning baby you know drop right so starting with that starting with the caregivers starting and and to up till now all the things that we banked on in babyhood in childhood in youthhood in young adulthood in adulthood you know old agehood whatever everything that we banked on was what was not worthy of banking on why because in itself it was finite you know the parent was tired and the child may have been kicking the parent yeah that is not apparent but you know what is apparent is that the parent dropped the child that is what is apparent and so we don't know what was going on the parent is fallible and the siblings fallible and then you know the school high school fallible and all the things that make up those experiences all the agents behind those experiences what fallible and then high school fallible college fallible you know the married person the significant other fallible and infallibly fallible and uh, and then what and then everything uh, banked on is what is finite and fallible so then if i rekindle this trust from the standpoint of again focusing on the fallible it's not it's going to be just more of the same that's not shraddhavan you know that is moodha moodha means without discrimination and deluded fellow ah. so now the building has to be done from the standpoint of the infallible is there such a thing called the infallible if so where is it <laughs> you know so the infallible is really ultimately you no but i make lots of mistakes don't tell me i'm infallible i'll get a swollen head yeah it's not you in the body mind sense complex it is it's that brahman which powers the body mind sense complex which powers that which is that consciousness which powers the force of the universe that has landed us in this hot water in the first place the hot water of distrust the hot water of samsara you know and uh, so therefore the trust has to be placed in the infallible and here what is infallible in this you know is is ishvara and ishvara in the form bhagavan bhagavan in the form of the guru parampara that last m mahapurusha samshraya so that's where the trust is placed is rediscovered and consciously placed and i love vedanta for this reason it's all up to you real there's not a magic feather that the teacher can bop you with and then suddenly you know 
because of the feather eagle feather vulture feather what is the other one uh, peacock krishna peacock feather this feather that feather that you know that is all very powerful maybe it can help but it cannot replace it can help you to wake up you know and that's why it's called shakti path the falling of shakti and the opening of some something it's like a physicalized uh, you know it's a physicalized version of what is already happening in presence of the teacher but it cannot replace the work that one has to do and so the shraddha has to be gained by placing first it's it's a very beautiful uh, very you know no brainer uh, way very beautiful shraddha has to be gained by daring to trust bhagavan you know again and bhagavan in the form of that infallible which cannot disappoint me that is the daring one has to do to regain this shraddha so step number 1 all the distrust mistrust fears everybody that has let let me down you know i take the bundle of grievances to the altar that is infallible that's why it's called altar because it has the power to alter this distrust yeah that's why it's altar so the altar is infallible because what you know because at this placing the grievances at this altar you know they all these limited grievances they become spiritualized we have to spiritualize ishwarize those grievances and when you ishwarize those grievances you see that there is a law behind all this that has nothing to do with you and what is that the law of karma it is there so that i went boink 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 when i was 9 months old down the flight of stairs is not the fault of the father and the mother some karma we don't know what we don't have to go into it and saying which baby did i drop in my last life why was <laughs> it's not so literal bhagavan is very creative and has a sense of humor also yeah you know once i was leading a satsang and uh, there was uh, there was some i forgot what even it was and it was uh, some kind of a, a what is that some two choices were there and i didn't know which one to take you know what which one to do should we do this or should we do that and i asked the people assembled and they they also did not care either way and i i said oh you know some one of them must be the correct one and i think this is the correct one but i was not having i think i was not having enough confidence in myself and so i said i wish bhagavan would just you know tap me on the head and tell me i, I, I said this out loud you know to the people assembled and then uh, somebody wanted something from the fridge and they said you know we cannot open the fridge can you help us open the, the fridge or the freezer they wanted something because they were you know uh, putting something out with a food and everything and then uh, you know on uh, people brought things for the potluck afterwards and so one of the things that people had brought and kept it on the free fridge was a 5 gallon bottle of apple juice 
thankfully it was in a plastic container. <laughs> I never thought I would celebrate plastics till, till this, till this moment. So, you know, I said, oh, the freezer, I don't know, maybe stuck, let us open it. So I opened it, but it was too close to the edge of the thing. And the whole thing just went boink on my head. So, you know, Bhagavan is infinitely creative. Yeah, I said, tap me on the head and it was a five gallon tap. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you, you learn like that. And so if there is any doubt, uh, all the doubts vanished, <laughs> you know. I hope nobody is thinking, now we know why she's like this. <laughs> so, so, you know, so this is what it is. We have to be able to take, one has to be able to take the grievances and allow them to rest there. That is the, you know, the, 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 the feet of the Lord is the cemetery, the burial ground of grudges and grievances. You're allowed to have headstones for each of them. No problem. Yeah, this one is, you know, rankling this, this is that, this is that. You can have headstones, but you bury. Yeah, you can visit them sometimes, but they are no longer alive and they do no longer have the power to come and, you know, even on Halloween, they don't come back. That is the power of this altar. Because I make, how do I, how am I able to bury these grievances once and for all? Because I see the larger picture here in the form of another order of Bhagavan, which is not a mandate of Bhagavan, which is a manifestation of Bhagavan, which is what? My own karma, which is a law, the law of karma, infallible. And that infallible I have to be okay with. And then, you know, when those old grudges and grievances starting with when the mother did not, you know, give me food or when the mother dropped me or when she decided to do this or that and, you know, mother, father, whoever, caregiver. Starting from that to now, when I'm able to bury the grudges, you know, then there is space for the Shraddha to spontaneously arise and one becomes what is called Shraddhavan. This is what it is. You have to dare to regain the trust. And so in order to regain that trusting temperament, which is one's own nature, one has to bury the grievances, make peace with the grievances of the past, number one. Number two, the trust has to be directed towards the infallible. You know, and this is, you know, number two. And uh, you, you trust that which is infallible because it cannot disappoint. Bhagavan cannot disappoint because even if the answer to the prayer is a big N-O no, a big fat no, and when you see it from the light of karma, okay, maybe I'll interpret a not yet, but that's okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll work forward again, you know. So like this, so number two is that I trust, I learn to trust and discover that trust by making the infallible the recipient of this trust. Very important. And, and then number three, that prepares the antakkaranam, the mind, for the knowledge. Because that trust is in Bhagavan for what? To give me happiness, correct? To take away all this distrust, mistrust, fears, pains, sorrows, all these things and replace it with that lasting shanti, that lasting happiness. And that lasting freedom from, you know, all kinds of conflict and fears. So that is what I want. 
And so for that, you know, I need the knowledge. And back to Mahapurusha, back to Guru, back to Parampara, back to knowledge. So this is how one, it's, it's more of a U-turn and a walk back, this whole cultivation of Shraddha. So the third, you know, point in this cultivation of Shraddha is able to, is the ability to direct that trust towards the Guru, towards the Pramana. And that can only happen when one is able to put aside the painful experiences of the past because otherwise the painful experiences of the past are happily and continuously projected onto the Guru. Yeah. And that's why we have Tvameva Mata Chapita Tvameva. You know, we, we revere the Guru as you are my mother, you alone are the mother, you alone are the father. Because here is where the buck stops, you know. So all the pains of the mother and the father, you know, I see that this is part of my karma. And so I have a functional relationship. Because one is really reparented if one allows, you know. If one allows, one can be reparented by the guru. And that is as much part of the learning as the learning with the help of the Upanishads and the texts. But one has to allow. You have to allow yourself to be reparented. And you have to be available for that. And for that, number one is very important. We have to keep going back to number one. Like that snake and ladder game, you know. No matter how high you go, at 99 there is a big snake. And that leads you back to square one. That's how that expression came, back to square one. You have to come back to that because if something is not happening, then, then check with number one. You know, check with number one, is, is it happening or not. Hello. So, you know, so this is what Shraddhavan means. How one grows into this Shraddha is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a trajectory, it's a journey. And it need not be a painful journey, it's an enjoyable journey if one is ready. And how is one ready? One is ready because one is sick of life, simple. One is sick of being a distrustful person, simple. One wants to trust, but one doesn't know how. So this is what it entails. And so as the Shraddha gets more distilled and evolved, it is turned towards the infallible in the form of the Pramana, the means of knowledge wielded by the Guru. The means of knowledge means the words of the Shastra wielded and handled by the teacher. Uh, you know, that is where the Shraddha is directed towards. The Shraddha is not directed towards the the person of the guru because that's again a setup you know that's a setup and uh, you know that's a lesson we have to learn we have to you know we have to transcend the, the the personality of the guru and see the purusha in the guru just as you are waiting to see the purusha in yourself uh, that is the thing because that mahapurusha is you that purusha Sarvan Purayati, that which fills up everything, that which is everything is you. And because one is not able to see it in oneself yet, one sees it in the teacher. It's a, it's a temporary thing. If it's a permanent thing, then it becomes a cult. That's the difference between cult and parampara. Guru parampara means you are there to see that which you see in the guru in yourself. That's the whole thing. So you transcend the personality and, and 
see that you have to be able to cultivate that courage you know because if you look at the personality of the guru then the guru becomes the most fallible person on the earth you know the guru has their foibles and you know uh, you know all it, it takes is you know all it takes for the shraddha to vanish out of the window jump out of the window and commit suicide is you know for the guru to just be picking the teeth <laughs> after lunch you know go like that enough uh, what can this uh, you know this uncouth person teach me you know but we have the example of uh, raikwa in the in the brihadaranyaka upanishad you know janashruti a king who had you know endless wealth was dissatisfied with himself he was a mumukshu he finally understood what this was all about he was so sad so dissatisfied and he just said catch hold of a guru and bring him to me <laughs> i want to study because he was still under that ahankara of that you know thinking that the knowledge can be purchased bring a guru you know it's like uh, you know the greek uh, king this is actually a a real story greek king i forgot who it was but it was in the reign of bimbisara you know uh, this one ashoka's uh, lineage from ashoka's lineage ashoka's son or uh, grandson i forget who it was so they were doing lot of trade and they were very friendly with the greeks and uh, even now if you go to greece they have a lot of respect for india indians they remember remember this these ties very very close ties that were enjoyed in ancient times and so that greek king i forget his name said to king bimbisara you know king bimbisara said what can i send you there is a ship going so he said send one elephant because <laughs> we don't have that in greece send one elephant send one banana tree because we don't have that and now all the banana trees in greece they will they be the first one to say that that king i forgot the name the greek king got it from india send banana trees send elephant and send one guru <laughs> one holy man send him in the ship so so then king bimbisara said you know elephant is we regard as a vehicle of goddess lakshmi and uh, no one in india in the right mind will part with goddess lakshmi and what to talk of sending such a big animal on a, on a ship you know you need another ship to feed it you know because <laughs> it eat you know several tons a day this is you know long back and then you know banana tree i will send no problem <laughs> and holy man again is not to be plucked and sent it's not like that you know it doesn't work like that so janashruti said catch hold of a guru and bring who is the best guru and somebody said uh, you know uh, uh, whoever came whoever was caught hold of and came to the palace refused to teach him because they came because they, they had no choice you know it, it was an offer they could not refuse and so they came, so they came all right but they refused to teach him they said we don't know raikwa knows who is this raikwa he is in the forest catch him and bring him he won't come he won't come you have to go so he goes and he goes and finds this uncouth skin diseased guru sitting under a living under a broken down chariot and as he is talking he is you know examining his psoriasis and scratching all the time till you know till blood is coming out this is all described in the upanishad i am not trying to you know be macabre here 
Yeah, he's scratching, scratching, and you know, and Janashruti is distracted by this because he's asking a question and the guru is scratching himself, you know, very uncouth. But we have to give Janashruti's Shraddha a, a kind of an uh, applause that it deserves because he was able to see beyond that. And then he said, I have brought nine elephants full of all kinds of things for you to take in return for his teaching and uh, he says he sent back all the carts and the chariots and the elephants because I don't want any of those things you can't buy me with those things and so you know so that is Shraddha where Janashruti learns albeit a little hard way that you know to focus on on the predicament the physical predicament and the physical you know whatever the qualities of the teacher is not doing you a service it's not you know it's fun to react because the, the physical one attributes are there for interaction and it's fun because you know that's where the jokes are we, we remember Pucha Swamiji and all his jokes that's where the love is that's where all the interactions are and that's where we feel you know all these uh, ability to relate you relate through names and forms and here we have the you know challenge to relate to use the form to relate you know to to understand oneself as the formless that is what the, the challenge is and that's where shraddha plays a big role because you overlook that the things that continue to that 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 uh, trigger the memory of disappointment the Guru cannot disappoint because the Guru is really a stranger, you know. But what disappoints is the familiar notion in the head that this one too will disappoint. The familiar notion that this person reminds me of mother, this person reminds me of father, this person reminds me of this. How can they do this? This person already did this to me and that this person is a convenient. The Guru becomes a sitting duck of all transferences. And then as a result of that, if one is not able to process that transference and what and the distrust that causes it, one sits with that transference. And then there is a new problem here. Ah, one sits, sits and I, I should use the word festers in that transference. Why? Why why do we put ourselves through this? Shraddhavan Labhate Jnanam. So Shraddha is there, okay. Is that all that is necessary? Yes and no. <laughs> Why no? Because in this verse, Shraddhavan Labhate Jnanam, there are two other words following right behind the word Shraddha. Tatparaha. Tatparaha is what we already alluded to as the one of committed pursuit. Tat eva paraha yasya tatparaha. Tat means that. When whenever you we use the word that in in uh, Vedanta, what does that mean? Huh? Brahman, Bhagavan. That is what that it is. You it's called that because supposedly it feels away from oneself and one feels alienated, and so tat paraha. That Brahman is the ultimate goal for whom that that shows not only trust but the trust must be accompanied by com commitment and a commitment to pursue this regardless of where the trust is that those become the two wheels of this cart of this journey 
to, to this knowledge, so to speak. So then one may be have Shraddha, but has no commitment or very little commitment. Then what happens? You know, you, you adore the Guru. Yeah. You adore the Guru. Ah, wonderful. All I need to do is sit in front of you. How long you'll sit? Even if you don't get bored, Guru will get bored. <laughs> yeah, how long are you going to sit? You know, it's not very different from this Christian concept of beatitude, you know. After death, you go and you sit in front of Bhagavan. Bhagavan will say, Jao, do something. No, please. You know, enough. Get up. Enough. How long? You know, because you can't just, with this human mind, you can't be in complete bliss with a capital B. All the time, you are sitting in front of Guru all, all the time. You know, Guru also has work to do and you can't just be sitting and gaping like that. You know, gazing at the Guru all the time because... After a while, you know, after all the human mind, the mind wanders and then you look and see who else is who else is here. Oh, how did this person come to the Guru? Mahapurusha Samshraya took place in this person. I know this person. This person is an idiot. They don't deserve Vedanta. They don't have A for Adhikaritvam. You know, they don't have even the ABC for what is Vedanta. How did they come here? And then, you know, and then next time you look at the Guru, then you see the Guru looking at them. Oh, no. This is terrible. Not only is the, are they looking at the Guru, the Guru is also looking at them. And then what happens? You know, the commitment, Shraddha, both of them fly out the window. And so that's why, you know, this is not just about gazing at the Guru, you know. G-A-G, which spells gag. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> it's not gazing at Guru because after a while you get sick of it. Yeah, and that, you know, that gazing is not going to, you know, is not going to bring the knowledge. From gazing, one has to evolve to grazing in the fields of the Upanishad and one has to be able to, you know, nibble at the grasses, which is what the Guru stands for. Yeah. That is what it is. From gazing, you go to grazing. You know, you graze into that field where the Guru has also grazed. That's what it is. You, you know, that is how one learns to, uh, you know, that one learns what is called Tatparada, the status of being Tatpara, that commitment. So the commitment is not to the physical form of the Guru. The form of the Guru is kept up because we need the form, because the, through the form the knowledge comes and the Pramana is active and alive. But that's all the purpose of the form. You know, the form is a medium. Yeah. You know, the microphone is what is the is the is the instrument for the sound. You can't keep hugging and kissing the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> you make sure it's well oiled and it's in working order. Enough. That's enough. But you look it look upon it as an instrument. That is Tatparata because the commitment is not to the physical persona of the Guru. The commitment is to the pramana that the Guru carries. So that is Tatparata. Shraddhavan labhate jnanam tatparaha. So if you have Shraddha without Tatparata, then you just become a gazer, not a grazer. Ah, you have to be able to take in this. And then, is that enough? Say no, so we can move on. Okay. So, because there's one more word. Tatparaha 
samyatendriyaha sanyatendriyaha so the indriyas what is the meaning of the word indriyas sense sense organs organs of action both when it's not specified sanyata sammata samyata means the ones uh, for whom the they have mastery over the sense organs so readiness is there but the uh, sense organs are grazing in the fields of the finite then it's very difficult for that readiness to do that and sometimes you know that commitment is there tatparata means commitment readiness but there is no shraddha so the person becomes an academic you know how many times does the word purusha come in the purusha sukta who cares do you understand the meaning of the word purusha in the purusha sukta no but i want to count so one you know becomes these are the people who write concordances you know concordance to bhagavad gita concordance to panini concordance to upanishads useful they are but you know useless is their lives really because that's all they were interested in couldn't go beyond you become a statistic you know you become a statistician of the upanishad how many times you know these gurus have come in the upanishad how many times the word yagya malkya occurs in all the upanishads is it the same yagya malkya no it cannot be because the rigveda yagya malkya must have been different from the yajurvedic yagya malkya because the rigveda was written before this is all just nonsense you know this is what when there is tatparata when that commitment is there the person is totally committed to the upanishad but that commitment is useless because there is no shraddha there is no trust pending the understanding that this can give me something that i cannot get in any other way that is shraddha that this disappointment that i have been having been doled out all my life that has to change and this is how it's going to come and this is the way that is shraddha that through knowledge alone is this fulfillment not through action because action just reproduces the finite infinitely because what we are talking of is uncovering the nature of oneself not just you know not just getting into this whole action reaction loop again so if my nature alone is already trusting free and happy i have to discover it for which i need knowledge that's how the agyanam is banished this is you know shraddha and for that i have to be ready to have a committed pursuit where i don't just keep dropping off and on and i don't let anything come in the way and for the committed pursuits all the other pursuits of the sense organs are reined in you know sanyata indriya so then that person in the next line says gyanam labdva param shantim labhate na atra samshaya there is no doubt that if these three things are present what are they shraddha tatparatvam or tatparata and then mastery over the sense organs commitment and shraddha if these three things in the reverse order are present starting with shraddha then the knowledge is there and the knowledge you know is gained na chirena not too long hence when these preparations are there and the person enjoys this knowledge this is the on the one hand scenario <laughs> yeah and of course there is a jaded jiva an inner jaded jiva that says what if i don't do this then what will happen you know what will happen if i don't do this 
like a daring, daredevil jiva who says, why only you have to listen to all this? What if I don't do this? Let's say Shraddha, cancel, cross. Tatparata, what's that? Cross. And then what's the other one? Mastery over the self, sense organs and willing to let, willingness to let go of things that don't belong. Cross. What if I don't do all of this? You know? Agnyascha, Ashraddhadhanascha, Samshayatma, Vinashyati. That is the, that is where I found this uh, nice expression, Samshayatma, Vinashyati. Before that, there are two words, Agnyascha, Ashraddhadhanascha, Samshayatma, Vinashyati. Nayam loko stinaparaha. Nasukham samshayatmanaha. Yeah, second last verse of the fourth chapter. So, let's unpack this. So, what is on the other hand? What is the choice that is gazing at you if you reject this choice that we have taken so long to unfold? Yeah. So, what is that which is facing you? You know? So here is the situation. On the other hand, here is a person. Who is this person? First qualification of the person is Agnaha. Yeah. Which Adi Shankara in the Bhashya translates very nicely as Anatmagnaha Eva Agnaha. You know? Anatmagnaha. Janati iti Gnaha. The one who knows is called Gnaha for short. You know? Like Sarvam Janati, the one who knows all is what? Sarvagnya, all knowing. You know, Ghatam Janati, the one who knows what? Ghatagnya, you know. Na Janati, doesn't know? Agnya. So we would, you know, from the point of view of the Sanskrit language, we would unfold or unpack the word Agnya as Na Janati, the one who doesn't know. But Adi Shankara, takes it a step further and he says he knows <laughs> but anath he knows only anatma anatmam uh, anatmanam kevalam janati iti anatmagnyah one word or atmanam na janati anatmagnyah so you can take it two ways very clever uh, translation by adi shankara he says the one who is agnya should be taken as anatmagnyah anatmagnyah can be broken in two ways Anatmanam Janati, the one who knows only Anatma. What is only Anatma? All finite things. is very knowledgeable in the finite, but doesn't know the infinite. One, one, ex, you know, one way of looking at it. Or Atmanam na Janati, the one who doesn't know Atma, Anatma Gyan. So Agnya means the one who is ignorant of oneself is Agnya. Simply put. So that is, that is our qualification to come to this knowledge. No problem. So if you are Agnya, correct? No problem. You know, you are in fine company because everyone is born Agnya. So no problem. But then, along with the next word, Ashraddhadhanaha, means Agnya, all right. And then on top of that, no Shraddha, deadly combination. Agnya, but without trust. An untrusting, a distrustful, mistrustful person who doesn't have Shraddha in the knowledge and, and a person who doesn't have the knowledge. 
वेरी बैड कॉम्बिनेशन सेज भगवान रिफ्यूजिंग and then what happens as a result that person gains a new epithet samshayatma atma here is antakarna the whole mind is full of doubt doubt comes from the combination of distrust and not knowing the truth of oneself so this deadly combination leads to a permanent doubting state yeah guru who is guru you know why should i go there why should i trust guru why should i trust upanishad why can't i read the upanishad by myself and then you know okay read yeah but what is there nothing you know i've read it nothing is there yeah. one person came to pujya swami ji and said swami ji i have read and he interrupted swami ji was talking to somebody else you know i think it was me actually yeah so he was <laughs> that's why i remember this yeah you know because it was in those days you know we were cherishing every we always cherished every moment and so in the beginning if somebody else came and talked who is this person why are you <laughs> yeah so he was talking to me he was giving me some instruction this person comes out of nowhere and tugs on him literally and says swami ji I have studied Kano Upanishad. Uh huh. I have studied Katha Upanishad. Swami ji said, "Okay, I have studied this. I have read this. I have read that." And he listed, rattled off all these quaint and uh, you know, quaint uh, works of Vedanta, which he was acquainted with. And uh, you know, what should I do now? Swami ji turned towards me and said, "What should he do now?" <laughs> 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 and then he turned to him and said go get a job and then you know he was very flummoxed she was like what do you mean get a job i'm enlightened i that's what i've been trying to tell you know this he he came and said so therefore i'm enlightened and therefore i i've studied all this by myself go get a job he said and then as he was leaving you know swami ji said he suffers alas he suffers from enlightenment ahankara meaning the ego of uh, Uh, you know thinking that one is enlightened you know and uh, he said it in such a way that if he was ready to hear it he could hear it otherwise it would just be like something in the wind but he heard it he turned around what do you mean by enlightened ahankara enlightenment ahankara he said what you have is that you know so it's like that you know it's not you know that that uh, that is what is uh, ashraddha ashraddha means why do i have to take anybody's help to know this why should i be tatpara why should it be a committed thing and why should the knowledge be gained only in this way why can't i just have a fulfilling experience and that that experience can just come like a thunderbolt and then literally hit me you know remember the apple cider uh, <laughs> apple juice bottle yeah literally hit me and then you know yeah It was in Eugene only, long ago, when I first came. This is what when we were teaching those Gita classes when I was teaching. Yeah, 
So it was in your, I was wondering where it was, it was here only. And uh, so, you know, uh, this is, uh, this is what the whole thing is. Like, why should I do this? Why do I need help? Already that Ashraddha is speaking through the Ahankara. And so the person becomes a quintessential doubter. So you, this, the moment Guru opens the mouth, you start taking notes, critique of the Guru. Why did they say this? Because you're not allowed to ask in the class. You know, the class the questions are always at the end and you can't wait till the end. So the person starts to start taking notes right in the beginning. Why this? Why that? Why that? And the Bhagavad Gita says, Samshayatma, what happens to such a person? Vinashyati. The whole person is destroyed because that mind, which can be the source of freedom, is destroyed. Mind is destroyed by doubt like nothing else in this universe. If you want to destroy the mind, you know, doubt is enough. It's more powerful than drugs or alcohol, really. It's the same effect. It's the same effect. It leaves one deadened and not alive, not hopeful, nothing to live for. Because one will not allow the knowledge that, you know, one can gain all these things. One can, one can be fortunate enough to have a human body, fortunate enough to have a mind that knows something is wrong, and fortunate enough to even come to the Guru. Even the Guru's presence is there, but the knowledge does not take place primarily because one does not let it in. Because one, the, the ahankara is a brittle, hardened ahankara where that distrust is not dropped. So the person becomes a quintessential doubter. Samshayatma perishyati, you know. <laughs> yeah, perishyati means what? Yeah, vinashyas, vinashyas, yeah. So it becomes vinasha. Vinasha means it is destroyed without a trace because so what? If you're able to make inferences, so what? Tatakkim, tatakkim, tatakkim. Guru Rangripadme Nachet Lagnam. So if one is not able to surrender to the feet of the Guru, Tatakkim, so what? You may have the whole wealth, you may command wealth of the universe, Tatakkim, so what? You know, you may have, uh, you know, the whole, uh, all the, uh, what's that, the facts of so many things, branches of uh, knowledge, Aparavidya, Tatakkim. You may have, a good spouse and a wonderful family, tatakim, so what? Still you're not able to be happy because all this gets destroyed. Forget Vedanta, forget your spiritual growth. Even in the material world, you cannot enjoy the persons that you are with. This is what, so na ayam loko, loko asti, na paraha. Forget paraha means you can take it in two ways, either Brahman or the, some understanding of afterlife. You can forget about all of that. Forget the after what comes. Even in this life, even in the material world, laukika world, you cannot have happiness because that is what the person is. Any phone call that comes, who called? You know? Who, who, who phoned? Why are they phoning? You know? Why are they calling you? What's this? And what's happening? And you just make the person sick because one is so worried and insecure about oneself that one doesn't leave the other person in peace. One leaves oneself and the other person in pieces. This is what happens. Samshayatma vinashyati and the other person also vinashyati. You know, one good thing is both vinashyati at the same time. You know. <laughs>
Oh God, what is this? You know, oh, it was just an advertisement. Why did they call you? You know, this is how the whole thing is. You have to be able to trust. You have to be able to trust. In order to develop Shraddha for the knowledge, start at home. Trusting the significant other, trusting the children. Children will die, of course, as, as they grow up into teenagehood, they will tell untruths. It's normal. But you have to give them the benefit of trust and you have to say that I'm trusting you and this is what I'm doing. So there is, they are entrusted with that responsibility, you know. So like this, one has to, you know, learn to manage the doubt in the household and in the workplace before one can manage the doubt at the level of teacher and teachings. So if one is unable to have that Shraddha, forget, you know, the teaching is destroyed, forget, forget the teachings, that is not at all available to such a person, but you, even the regular life is miserable. They themselves are miserable and make others miserable because of their, uh, you know, doubting issues. Doubting issues is equal to control issues unfortunately. So then, you know, that their own insecurity and their own samshaya, doubt, makes them, you know, worried and very, very rigid about everything. So that, so the household and the workplace is a, is a training ground. It's a kshetra to develop the shraddha in the guru and in the knowledge that can lead one to, you know, to this... Uh, to this jnanam and param shantim because jnanam labdhva param shantim two kinds of shanti are discussed in the upanishad first one is what om shanti 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 which we chanted in the beginning of the class why so that at least for the for the time being of the class let there be some relative absence of distress and obstacles correct so that shanti comes and goes, correct? And and then even after chanting, sometimes there is disruptions. So then we are not talking of that shanti here. Param shantim. Param shantim means where dukkhena guruna vichalyate, where the person is not shaken even by the greatest of sorrows. That, the one who knows that I am not afflicted, the one who knows that, that the one who is enjoying param shanti. So here, that's the that was that was what is the uh, product or the you know blessing of the knowledge, and then if that shraddha is not there, you know, na ayam loka hasti, na paraha, na sukham, not a moment of happiness, ashantasya, kuthas sukham. Somewhere else it is said. Second chapter says ashantasya kuthas sukham. So the one who is restless and a doubter. Where is the, the, the happiness? So the doubting person is a miserable person. So where is the happiness? Even the relative happiness of seeing their household grow is not available to such a person. What to talk of the param shanti? You know, para shanti, it's not there. And na sukham, na shantim, uh, na sukham, what samshayatmanaha, for this antakarna that is riddled with doubt, none of those remain. So, you know, what is, if you had to sum up this whole talk in, in one phrase, what would you say? Doubt is out. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnamada Purnamada Chate 
ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಾವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ವೆರಿ ವೆರಿ ನೈಸ್ ವಂಡರ್ಫುಲ್ ಸೊ ಎನಿ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ಸ್ there are some questions however ancient greek women could not leave the house without male company had to wear veils in public could not own property in rome they could own property yeah that's okay we are not talking of that we are talking more of you know how i was just relating how this man wanted a holy man to come had the holy man been shipped to greece these these things would not have been there <laughs> yeah so do do i recall a moment when i realized this thinking for yourself or was it some flash or just some realization of one's own reliance on group think and acceptance being inadequate um well you know i think i know what you're trying to ask i mean how does one know that how does one come across this inadequacy or this ashraddha all these things in one's life i mean does it come because one is around other people that feel inadequate or does it come by oneself i think you know it comes it the other people are an impetus to already look into what is already in oneself really so you know it comes and you know the discontentment is the first to come yeah it it uh, shanti comes later first comes discontentment yeah it be that only that transference is directed to oneself what the the mistrust that you talked yeah the mistrust is basically is like tran- uh, transferred onto one's oneself how is the mistrust transferred to oneself i don't i'm like, not following you because you know you don't trust yourself yeah yeah you don't trust yourself and then you don't trust others as a result so there is no trust in yourself and there's no trust in others and which came first it's like chicken and egg you know did i stop trusting myself because i don't trust others or did i stop trusting others because i don't trust myself you know it's all connect because the self is the other so there is no other yeah that is one very troubles of the path when they keep rising yeah they they won't rise from the grave not from now on they will go yeah you, you just tell them that they are dead and they have no power over you and uh, make sure the headstone is you know firmly nailed and put and then you just uh, do you have to do give give a kind of a final closure and offering just say i accept this that's what causes it to die so you say okay this is how it was and you have no power over me now this is what it is so you put it to rest when there is a discontentment yeah uh, it spurs you into action discontentment spurs you into action very correct so there is a value to the discontent ayo rama so <laughs> so <laughs> now i'm in hot water so how how will i get myself out of this situation let's see 
discontentment spurs you into action and it is a good thing if it brings you to vedanta because that's the the last frontier of action is coming and you know physically dragging yourself to class that is the last frontier of action <laughs> you know that you know that's all the action is after that what you just learn correct so then it's that way it's a very good thing but if the discontentment you know becomes a micro brew in the sense that it is keeping on making you fester in it then that's not a good thing yeah so it takes a lot of uh, punya to direct the discontentment to to the correct uh, door yeah if there is no discontentment there is no desire for knowledge <coughs> true so that discontentment makes one aware that there is something missing and something wrong but then i have to exercise the proper viveka and the proper discrimination and the proper judgment to see where the the, the is the resting place for this discontentment not by further action view i got myself out of it <laughs> what else any other questions you are you, now after today you will not be you will not be tortured by discontentment yeah it, it will go now yeah you know it, the vedas were not written by deluded jivas they were just they were just channeled and that's where the trust has to, you have to dare to trust that you have to dare to trust that the veda cares about one to give, not to mislead and to give this struggle will go you just pray you just pray and put little gravestones on on all the discontent uh, meant from the past it will go yeah it will go i want to conclude with uh, chanting the tatahkin we haven't yeah. done that in a long time yes. so you can just listen and if you have the book you can chant which page is it here this this chant is very good you know it will help to uh, underscore what all has been talked about today can somebody tell me page number Ninety-six. Page ninety-six in this book. Yeah. Ready? Yes. One, two, three. Shariram surupam yathavakalatram yashasharujitram dadamerutulyam Gurorangripadme manaschenalagnam Tatakim, 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 tatakim Kalatram dhanam putra pautradi sarvam 
गृहम
Awesome, very nice. Give yourselves a big hand. Huh? Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamivavashishyate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Guru Namaha Harihi Om